Zip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, beauty maker Christina Wirtz, recruiting genius Jennifer Rojas, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Are you selling or buying a home that needs upgrading or repairs? Get free contracting services when you buy or sell a home with Matthew Makovic Real Estate Solutions. Put expertise to work for you. Matthew is a licensed general contractor and a licensed real estate agent with Lux Real Estate Group. Drop the hassles and maximize your value with this unique two-for-one service. Call 520-465-4640 today or check out fixitlistedsold.com. That's fixitlistedsold.com. Fix it, list it, sold. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Hey. Good morning. Matt's here today. We finally have Matthew here. I know. <laughs> You've been trying to meet him. I know. I know. It's, it's so been cool. like, what, a month or two that I've been here in this? It's been like 20 years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no concept of time. <laughs> so I want to um, give you a shout out and also Henry for the possibility party last night. It was phenomenal. And your video <laughs> on Facebook was so darn cute. I loved it. It was cute. It was cute. Well, I think you're adorable. Like you're my little love bug. So, you know, everybody knows that. But there's definitely a big shout out to Henry. He did a phenomenal job. He left me so inspired and like he's just such a great guy. And I and I don't think I said that enough to him yesterday. So I just wanted to say that. And how was it for you? It was great. Yeah. Um, it was cool to have some people like all of the people that were there for this possibility party are people I've met within the last few weeks. So, you know, these people aren't like longtime friends or family or anything. So it was really cool to have them actually trust me enough to come to a possibility party and not even know what the hell a possibility party is. Heck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, what I got out of it, I don't know. I saw a new possibility for myself too. Mm. Of, um, you know, like in relationships, actually just being authentic and honest about what I'm doing because there's certain things in my life where I'm kind of avoiding certain things right now but really I don't need to avoid I just need to be like authentic and honest oh we can that's a different <laughs> show now, don't <laughs> yeah that's a different show <laughs> we got Rob coming for that one but pretty much long story short I just stopped dating because I thought that there were was some issues but now I see like no that's not actually what I'm committed to and what I want it's like I just was scared to be authentic about it and actually stand in that instead of, you know, go all my old, old patterns. So Well, and I think it's contagious because now I'm like, wait, I want to try this too. Oh, yeah, we talked about I that know. last and, night. And I actually got connected with Rob from um, Why Wait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, Why Waiting Works. Yes. You got connected with him? Yeah, I looked him up on Facebook. He has oh. some great material. I thought you meant you were like going on a date with him or something. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I like your possibility <laughs> <laughs> he does and we're gonna have him on the show I know, in a couple gonna weeks so he's gonna phone in from Baltimore yeah 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 and it'll be cool awesome and I also got to meet Sam I mean we've got some major possibilities coming up in the yes, future for the show do. even so Sam was um, around the dating world too and how men date and how they're seen by women and he actually has a great system where you get vetted so to speak mm -hmm. by a woman and then you go back into the program um, change a couple of things, you know, you know, switch it up, and then go back on the date, and she evaluates you. So I think it's kind of an interesting system. It really is, and he, he, his, everything he does is based in like emotional intelligence and social intelligence. And he was like, had I not learned that, I wouldn't have a girlfriend right now. He's like, I was single for ten years, and now I have a girlfriend, and I know that it's because I learned emotional intelligence. And I'm like, that's awesome. And if we can spread that word and actually give that to more guys, they might have more success. 
And we might have more success in dating guys. <laughs> so it's not all about the shoes, although Matt's shoes are on point <laughs> I <know>. today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Matt, how are you? I'm good, ladies. How you doing? Good. So Matt and I met years ago, like 50 years ago, uh, on You're a soccer field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> on a soccer field, right? Yeah, we were doing Go Soccer Train. Yeah. It was a little program for adults to just go get a workout, doing some soccer workouts, so it was fun. And you, you can't see this, but Matt's pretty fit, and he lives the life. Like, <laughs> I, I actually shared one of your photos, which looked amazing, but you love to travel, <clears throat> you love sports, you're fishing, you're, like, is there anything you don't do? Um, yeah, I'm pretty much a jack-of-all-trades, so soccer's been my life forever at a lot of levels, and... Um, yeah, backpacking, mountain biking, a lot of mountain biking now, snowboarding. Uh, and a couple travel. injuries I saw too. Oh, yeah. 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 They say uh, the mountain territory. biking is low impact until you hit the ground. So that's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> that's awesome. We have a fellow fitness fanatic here. I am yeah. too. And I dislocated okay. my finger. Nice. <laughs> Playing volleyball. <laughs> Playing volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. I literally just got there, set the ball, and my finger was backwards. Had to oh, go to urgent care. Yeah, that's always fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. a gross video. <laughs> <laughs> and I blasted it all over social media for all of you to witness the amazingness. <laughs> I got a lot of heat for that. Yeah. People were like, why would you share that? <laughs> like, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> now I can't get it out of my head. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, so we are talking about home value and fix it, list it, sold. How did you come up with the name first off? Because I think that's brilliant. Well, I just felt like it had to be a little bit descriptive um, to try to get people to understand uh, what the service can do. So, um, you know, what I'm doing is combining two licenses, which is a little bit rare. I'm a licensed general contractor, so I've done a lot of building and developing in my career. And I'm a licensed real estate agent with Lux Real Estate Group. And so what I'm doing is I'm offering people free general contracting services if they hire me to buy or sell their home. Um, so it's a little bit unique uh, in the fact that I can come in and advise people on what repairs they should make to maximize value before they sell. So it's... Um, kind of critical right now in today's market there's a lot of homes going on the market that have too many repairs that need to be done and they really get beat up in this what I call the secondary contract period which is the inspection period uh, this buyer will come with their inspectors and really tear their home apart and they end up having to renegotiate the price or get stuck with a lot of repairs that maybe they wouldn't have to spend so much on um, if they had done it right the first time. So I'll come in and do that, um, basically construction management, negotiating, work supervision, all for free if they just give me the listing or we can do the same on the buy side. So if they were gonna buy something that needed some work, maybe we're gonna get a, a better deal on something that needs a new kitchen or some renovating, I will do again all that uh, design analysis construction management for free if they hire me to be their buyer's agent. What do you think about that? I think it's pretty cool. It's not something I've ever heard of. So I acknowledge you for your creativity and combining those licenses. Yeah, I mean, most people in the business are either on the agency side um, or they're on the construction side. So, and there is some crossover for sure, but um, there are some problems created where agents 
refer contractors. They say, oh, well, you know, here, you're going to give me your listing. Go ahead and call this guy for roofing or cabinetry. And then, then people get into the world of owner builder stuff where they're dealing with contractors directly. And what happens when the roofer doesn't do a good job and they disappear? Who's going to go after that person? Who's going to make sure that they are held to the standard and you actually are legally supposed to be licensed to do that mm. as a general contractor to be able to supervise uh, and contract with all the other subcontractors. Mm -hmm. So the general contractor is the overseer of all the contractors. Subcontractors are anybody like an electrician, a tile guy, a roofer, etc. Got it. What do you think, Elisa? So I do think it's a great idea and I don't think it's something that most people think about doing when they're actually buying a home. Um, and it's funny because I was talking to someone briefly who I, I need to connect you with, Matt, but she was talking about getting her house sold and she lowered the price to offset a couple of things that she knew needed to be done. Once the buyer came in, the inspector came in and then they wanted to lower it again. Mm. So is that something that happens typically? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the most critical things in, in selling a home is pricing. So you can read article after article about how you should price your home and experienced realtors are going to, they're going to price it based on where the current market is. And, uh, you can get realtors come and say, Oh, your your $400,000 house is It's really worth 450. We can get you 450 and it's more of a bait and switch to get the listing and then tell you later, you're probably gonna have to lower the price. So hiring a good realtor that's going to do real research and price your home, right there where the value is, is the best way to do it. Now, if you price a, a home in disrepair at a lower price, you're still going to have an inspector come in and people are going to set a new expectation once that inspector comes in. And it's really hard to get buyers off of that mark, especially if there's stuff like roofing. I'm, one of my best examples is your roof, for example. Um, you want to have a two-year warranty already on your roof when you put it on the market. Because what's going to happen is an inspector is going to come in. They're going to recommend a roofing company come in and inspect the roof professionally. And that roofer is going to say, I'll, you know, there's some problems with this roof and I'm not going to put my stamp on it and a two-year warranty unless I do $5,000 worth of work on this roof. The buyers are going to want that. And you're better off getting your own roofing inspector in, having them do some repairs ahead of time that will be a fraction of what you'll get held to in the inspection period and get that two-year warranty up front. So uh, in regards to pricing, there's models that show you will actually get less for your home in the long run if you overprice it. Because an overpriced home will sit. Um, it's usually always anything in any market will sell in a day if you price it right. Uh, it's all about price and people need to not kid themselves on uh, what their home is worth. I mean, typically everybody thinks their home is worth 10% more than it really is. So you need to let a professional tell you what it's worth. If you overprice it, it'll sit. And then you get market stagnation, which is bad. You start getting stigmatized. People start wondering why the home is on the market. And then you end up lowering the price. Now you're chasing the market down and you end up in trouble. So the best thing to do is price it right. And actually you can create a bidding war. If you price it right, you know, human nature is everybody wants that great thing that everybody else is trying to get. And that first week to two weeks is your best time to get the highest price for your home. So get a few people making offers, get them chasing it. And then a good realtor should be able to qualify which buyers are the best ones to go forward with, who can really qualify for it, 
Um, and then there's all kinds of nuances in the contract negotiation where you can hold people to uh, hold their feet to the fire and performance, things like uh, the inspection period length and appraisal contingencies and all kinds of stuff like that. But that's, um, you know, this can all be discussed in a free consultation. Um, if people want to call me and talk about their home, what it might need, I'll analyze the neighborhood. We don't want to over improve it for a given neighborhood. There's a lot of uh, apples to apples kind of stuff we need to analyze. Um, we can talk about uh, renovations and pricing and that's all free if people want to give me a call and, uh, and we can discuss going forward and what they should do. So are you licensed um, in Arizona or any other states? Uh, I have a license in California for real estate, but I really kind of, it's dormant. I don't use it after being over there and looking at the deal process and just the red tape of California and the barriers to entry. That was back in more of the development type analysis, buying rental properties and stuff. Um, just felt like Arizona was a better play. So uh, the licenses for contracting and for um, real estate are statewide. So yeah, I'm, I'm licensed for the whole state of Arizona. We can do business. Uh, I'm originally from Tucson, still do a lot of deals and referrals back and forth. We have associates with Lux Real Estate Group down in Tucson. Uh, Flagstaff is another area that um, is a possibility. Uh, and that's a, that's a great little market as well. Mm -hmm. So we were speaking about like values of the home. So what do you see are some of the key factors in actually maximizing your home's value? Well, um, I've actually, with a couple of different clients, I've been out looking at a lot of houses recently in the central Scottsdale area. So every market's going to be slightly different. So there's sub-markets. You know, people talk about markets and analysis of, and a lot of times what you're hearing are national numbers. Um, then you want to talk more about Arizona numbers. Then you want to talk about the Phoenix Valley numbers. And then you're going to get into the sub-markets of even, say, Scottsdale. You know, there's, uh, there's South Scottsdale, Central Scottsdale, the northern part of Scottsdale. And all of those are going to have their kind of apples to apples comparisons, this list of, of things like, um, you know, quality of the neighborhood, um, even your neighbors. You could be in a good area, but you got neighbors around that house that are maybe an issue for or a deterrent to buying. Um, the quality of the upgrades, the newness of the upgrades, um, things like floor plan functionality and even lot orientation. You know, Really, the best orientation for a lot, for example, is backyard facing east or north. Now, there's going to be people that are winter visitors that want that warm sun hitting them in the, in the western exposure in the southern because they're just here in the, in the winter months. But anybody who knows that lives in Phoenix, you know, it's really hard to use those southern and western facing yards because they just get roasted uh, in the summer. So there's all these little factors that need to be analyzed. But for the most part, when you're walking into homes these days, you know, there's curb appeal. Uh, paint goes a long way. I'm always amazed at people that will do some work, you know, a lot of flipping going on out there and flippers do a good service for the market. I mean, they're out there risking money, fixing up old homes where regular people wouldn't be able to put that money in ahead of time. And they're putting stuff on the market, but there are obviously everybody's seen bad flipping jobs. And it always amazes me that somebody will go and put a bunch of money into a house and then not paint it or leave a dirty front door or a beat up front door. You know, a front door is a lot of times the first thing a person sees when they're sticking that uh, key in the door. And uh, so, you know, there's just a lot of little things that should be done right to give an impression that your home is well taken care of. And modernizing a home is huge. I mean, the homes that are in, in a given market, 
the home that's going to go for the most money is the one that has a modern remodel, obviously. And, and that can be expensive. I mean, you can spend anywhere from twenty dollars to $100,000, depending on the house. Um, if you're doing everything like flooring, new kitchen, you know, obviously the new style, it's kind of this um, nouveau farmhouse style. You got white cabinets and uh, a lot of like white quartz countertops and offset colors for islands. Um, a lot of plank uh, look-alike wood flooring, like say it's a porcelain plank, uh, look-alike wood floor, uh, modern bathrooms, um, open floor plans, taking out walls to open up to a, a great room is what people want. So being able to do these kinds of things is huge. Not everybody can afford up front to do those, but I can come in and analyze, say for this neighborhood, if we did this, this, and this, we're going to get the highest price point we can get for you. And you're going to have people feel comfortable coming in and they're going to want to make an offer right away. And then when the inspector comes in, you know, you want to have your HVAC buttoned up. You want to have your water heater not leaking. We want to have your roof with a two-year warranty. And you're going to get a higher price and a smoother transaction at, at the end. Mm -hmm. Do you suggest a certain budget that people should have already in mind um, before no, selling the house? No, like because, um, you know, I'm, I market a little bit towards the higher end for people to be able to have this all make sense so you know definitely under over 400,000 but if we start breaking the, the the market apart into pricing you know everybody's going to have a definitely a different budget you know there's million and a half dollar homes out there that right now have a fifty thousand dollars in deferred maintenance that need to be done I mean just restuccoing a home when, when stucco's 10 years old and it's cracked um, and you need to restucco or do a lot of repair and restuccoing I mean just that right there can cost ten thousand dollars so it's really going to be neighborhood specific and that's where my free consultation comes in because there's just a lot of apples to apples comparisons you've got to make within your neighborhood. Uh, so it's hard to give a generalized number because it's all about uh, the value of your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned inspections. Do you feel like that's a critical piece that people need to do? Yeah, uh, you have to. I mean, it's, it's standard. You know, with everything that's happened in the history of the market over the last... Uh, 10 years, you know, with the crash, um, everybody became hypersensitive to protecting buyers, you know, because supposedly all the buyers got taken advantage of and were giving, were buying homes they couldn't afford. And so now all laws have shifted and the mindset has shifted to protecting buyers. So it's standard when you put a home in, under contract, that's your first uh, contract period. But now you've got relatively, you know, it's averages about a 10 day. Uh, the standard is a 10 day inspection period. And they're going to bring in their inspector. It's, high, it's an inspector who works for the buyer, hired by the buyer. And that inspector knows his job is to pick that house apart. And so even people within Heist House are going to be like, wow, I can't believe he picked out that one eye, uh, outlet in the hallway that doesn't work. And it's like, well, that's what he gets paid to do. And he, he has to show the buyer something. And it's usually a pretty long list. We're talking 20 to 75 items that he's going to put on there. And um, then it's a matter of them coming back to the, the seller and saying, we want all these things fixed or we want these items fixed. And usually the, the seller is, uh, can't believe it. You know, they're like, wow, we, you know, this is going to cost a lot of money. Now what do we got to do in, in this little time period? We got to go out and find contractors and get bids to do all this. What a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And now you're in the contracting world and you're negotiating and supervising contractors. So a lot of times what ends up happening on the side and a separate addendum is a price reduction negotiation. Mm. We got this to fix. We got, the, it's kind of what Elisa was saying. 
you know, we'll put it out there. It's like, well, you put it out there for a lower price and they're still going to negotiate you down because, you know, it just doesn't sit right with people. When you see all these repairs, you kind of feel like the home wasn't well maintained and you might feel like what's behind the walls we don't know about, you know. So um, you're, you're way better off getting that done up front to get through that secondary contract period smoothly without getting beat to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did have some questions ahead of time that we talked about, but one of the ones that you mentioned was the major mistakes that people make when buying and selling. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, and it's along the same lines of what we're talking about, but um, people will, uh, let's talk about like selling. So on the selling side, um, for one, people will hire an inexperienced realtor, you know, and, and it's real common. There's something like 60,000 realtors in Maricopa County or something like that. My broker's probably listening going, nope, that's wrong. But it's, it's something like that. <laughs> He's calling right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there goes my phone blowing up. Um, it, it's, it, there's a lot of realtors. And um, people will go and hire their mother-in-law who hasn't done a transaction in four years because they want to keep it in the family and because all realtors are the same. But it just couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you need to research. And you, this is a major purchase or sale, probably the biggest asset people have. And you need to make sure you use a professional who's going to work for you and negotiate for you the right way and understand the nuances to value and getting the most for you. So, um, so people will hire, just they'll get off on the wrong foot immediately. And they might list their home with a bad realtor that overpriced it. And now I think it takes 90 days to erase the, the days on market. So you have your days on market and let's say your home sat for four months, you couldn't sell it and you take it off the market. You can't go list it with another realtor without people being able to see that it was already on the market for this period of time. Um, you have to keep it off the market. I think it's 90 days for that to reset. So now you've just lost half the year mm. and it could have been because you hired the wrong realtor and they priced it wrong. So pricing is the next thing. Pricing, pricing, pricing. You got to price your house and you still have to price it relative to its condition. You know, two next door neighbors could have one completely remodeled with the same house and they're going to have vastly different values um, based on that condition and the money that went into it and they should be priced accordingly. So pricing is huge. And then all these things we've been talking about with just your curb appeal um, and then fix up and repair and upgrades that have or haven't been done. I mean, the mistakes are that you go to market um, improperly with the condition of your home. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, it's, it's definitely a, a big subject to talk about. It actually reminds me of dating. Because <laughs> how? Well, because if you're on the market too long, people start wondering what's wrong with you. And I've got some I've other. I've seen this picture before. He's still out there wearing the same thing. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll have some future topics to cover. But um, we're actually going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, thanks for calling Next Level, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. We help you with personal and business loans, credit enhancement, investments, insurance, and so much more. So you don't have to keep chasing your financial tail all the time. Um. Uh Hey, Susan, your number came up, and I think it's your cat and dog again. Tell them to stop calling and go online to nlbcgroup.com. That's nlbcgroup.com. And why is it so warm in here? That's Next Level Business Concepts Group, Susanna, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. Oh, my. Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or growing. 
or dying. Limeware Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where Limeware comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. Have we gotten our shirts yet with Limeware? They're coming. Oh, now you really want one, don't I kinda you? I kind of want one now. <laughs> <laughs> At first you were like, I don't need one. And now, now well, everyone wants one. Yeah, exactly. We have some pink ones coming. I don't like pink. Do okay. we have any other colors? Baby blue. Ooh, I don't like that either. Wow. I get black? <laughs> no. <laughs> white? Robin's with you on that. I'm I'm like, like, I have white. It just reminds me coming. of babies. Pink babies? and baby blue. Yeah. yeah it's I springy. I don't really dig babies. Springy. <laughs> He's not into baby. Me and Robin. Oh my We're like soul sisters What is here. happening right now? <laughs> totally lost the. Uh... <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Right. <laughs> it was nice seeing you. Let's we'll talk about Gilbert. Let's go back to Gilbert and Scottsdale. You know what? We were talking about Gilbert just earlier. Like it's supposed to be like the new place to buy. Is this true? Matt, you had to tell me. Well, um, yeah. I, Gilbert's been up and coming for a while, I think. And, you know, Chandler and Gilbert. Um, there's a lot of modernness to it. They both improved their downtowns, um, and there's value there. You know, it's definitely cheaper than, you know, the Arcadia and Scottsdale area. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Phoenix Valley really is, you know, Western cities have this problem with being so spread out, and it's, it's you know, allowed us, you know, this whole Western idea of I want some land, you know, with my homestead kind of thing, and that you know, that has, that's still there. And that's why these cities have gotten so big is everybody wanted bigger lots. You know, we didn't go vertical, we went outward. And I mean, look at San Diego, LA, um, Seattle, um, definitely Phoenix, Tucson, um, Vegas, you know, there's a lot of great things to experience in these cities, but it's a matter of being able to get around the city to enjoy everything. So I, I think you have to analyze, you know, what your priorities are, for work and, and socially, you know, where do you want to go out? What do you want to do on the weekends? What do you want to be near to? And, um, you know, so that's a factor for me. That's, that's what I look at and what suggests that people look at. But yeah, I mean, uh, Chandler, Gilbert are, are great areas, great communities. What's your pick? I know we've had some conversations about it. You probably like just leave. Where would you go? <laughs> you Alaska? Mean, <laughs> like to live or, or yeah. for fun? Like what's, what's the next step for Matt? Well, I mean, I have yet to find the perfect city. Um, I do a lot of traveling, you know, especially the last four years. I've unplugged a little bit and, and gone all over. I spent three months in uh, Europe um, recently where I went to 30 cities all over Europe. I got to go to my dad's ancestral homeland of Croatia, which is a, a really popular spot now. It's, uh, you know, over a thousand islands of, in the Adriatic, right across the Adriatic from Italy. Um, and just a, an, I was a month and a half, month and a half in uh, Croatia, but all over France and Switzerland. And I, I really love Europe. I'm I mean, surprised you came back. Yeah, I mean, it's well, we can if we're going to get into the old global economics of the Brexit and the EU and the problems with trying to make uh, money over there. That's that's another podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to spend more time in Europe, but I also love the American West. Um, I love, uh, I was just in Salt Lake City uh, snowboarding at a couple of the mountains there. And I was at um, Powder Mountain and talking to locals that lived at Eden Lake, 
there and they were telling me how great the mountain biking was and the snowboarding's world class there um and then fishing and you know backpacking and everything and i was just like why am i not living here you know and and so i kind of have that you know vancouver i love vancouver british columbia um that was the fateful trip of the mountain bike wreck <laughs> that i did come home and rehab that like for a pretty bad shoulder <laughs> yeah I have, a, I have a permanently dislocated sternal clavic clavicular i had six injuries in one wreck you know went OTB, we call it over the handlebars uh, on a big jump on A-line. Catch up. And <laughs> um, any mountain bikers listening are probably laughing right now. Yeah, I overcooked a big jump and back tire never hit the ground, basically. And um, yeah, I big No video of it? Uh, thank God, no. <laughs> My buddy Tom Fisher was behind me and he's the one that peeled me up off the track before another rider came and hit me while I was oh, on the ground. Wow. So it's, it's full contact. And, um, but I love British Columbia. I love Vancouver. Um, Vancouver's very international and cosmopolitan and just, yeah, I love that area. So I ha there's so many cool places, but I don't know if I really want to live up there. You know, I don't want to live in Seattle in the winter, really. I mean, I know there's snowboarding and winter sports up there, but yeah, I'm not ready for that. And so for me, it's kind of always been, you know, get out of the heat of the desert in the, in the summer. And I love it here from you know, October, November to, to May. Um, I really love the desert in Arizona, a lot of great outdoor stuff here. So uh, it's hard to say. I've spent a lot of time in Latin America too. I studied uh, Spanish in Guatemala and worked in Costa Rica. I've been back to Costa Rica many times. ¿Y hablas español? Sí, hablo español wow. también. Necesita, uh, se necesita ayuda en español. Puedo tratar de ayudarle. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so a lot of great places to see, you know, it's just uh, Arizona for me is the best home base. Uh, Phoenix has the best proximity to Sedona, Prescott, the high country, Flagstaff. A lot of my family's in Tucson. Uh, it's just a couple hours down the road. It's, it's not that far from San Diego and Rocky Point. You know, we um, good friends with Roger Klein. Wow. Uh, he's on our soccer Roger. team, so no Roger's way. on our yeah. Roger's on our soccer team, and we go down and do the Circus Mexicas party down there, and the you know he puts on this giant music festival yeah, <laughs> in June, and he has a beach soccer tournament. So um, and his own tequila. Yeah, he's got uh, Mexican moonshine tequila, and uh, we also play for the Four Peaks. Four Peaks Brewers is our sponsor. We have a whole bunch of teams, and uh, there's a whole bunch of our guys and gals down there that that go, and we have a great time. So. You know, it's only a few hours down the road to go to Rocky Point. So, yeah, Phoenix, for me, if you throw a dart at the southwestern U.S., it's just hard to beat Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, yeah. So you're really way. living. I love this. Like, <laughs> there's just this other side of you that most people don't even get. So it was definitely, like, we've had some conversations about it. And, like, it's just great to hear how you're really expanding your world. Yeah, I, I just think life is for living. And you got to get out there and not get too caught up in the details and, uh the finances of of living and and try to unplug and go do things now you know and not wait till you're 65 and go do them while you're healthy and uh you know it's that's part of the formula i think i think everybody's trying to figure it out and get the perfect formula in their own life and figure out how they can have more quality time for themselves and their family and i just think you have to go do it i mean i um a lot of my experience came from earlier in my career construction companies, building big custom homes, building apartments, and um, being tied into all of it and living that, that, you know, gotta have more American dream type thing. And then 
the market crashed and I really made a decision to downsize and just go live. And I, I spent four years just going and doing stuff. I was traveling more than I was working. So, um, yeah. And I just, you, you, you know, you, you can't ever give that away and you can't get the time back, you know, so you got to go do it. And, um, and that, that's my philosophy overall is to go live life and try to be active and try to try to go, uh, have fun with your body and with your friends. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like you really need to have an athletic endeavor in your life to really be truly happy. Um, and whether it could be anything, it can be walking it, it can be yoga, you know, there's all kinds of things, but you know, I encourage people to do that. I'm, I'm very interested in health and wellness and diet. And, um, again, that's a whole nother podcast. So <laughs> I want to share a quick story. It's kind of like in relation to what you're saying, I have that same philosophy of, you know, don't wait till you're 65 or wait till you're retired to actually live life. I worked with a woman back in Pennsylvania in my salon who she worked so freaking hard. She was a hairstylist, 12 hour days, five days a week. And she just, you know, she had grandchildren and children and she was working her butt off so that she could retire so that she could spend time with her family. And she got cancer and she passed away. And I'm like, you just worked your whole life away to get to someday in the future that you don't know if it's promised or not. So it was actually really sad. It like broke my heart. And I'm like, I wish more people could get that, that you don't have to work so hard. Like really balance it out so you can live now because you're not yeah. promised someday. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're all headed to the same end. Um, so yeah, life is for living. You got to get out there and do it. You got to unplug and get some perspective and just try to get out there and do some things because um, I don't think anything else at the end of the day is going to matter that much. So, you know, they say if you get, if you got money to spend, should you spend it on a thing or an experience? And, you know, the answer is an experience, you know, go, go do something. Those are the things that nobody can take away from you. It enriches your life. It enriches your perspective. It makes you grow as a person. I think international travel is huge. I, I wish all of our kids out of high school had to go somewhere internationally and God forbid, learn that language. You know, uh, it would really open up um, our country to just having a broader perspective. And it's just hard to explain what you get out of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I really recommend international travel. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious as to why, like just going back to your business, what got you started and like, why do you actually do what you do? Well, um, I got into it. Uh, I had a soccer academy, a coaching academy, and now everybody listening probably knows that all, all kids have professional trainers. Soccer, youth soccer is massively huge now. And uh, back in the day, I had, I had uh, played in college and you know, there was a pro team we played for and, and whatnot. And so I had all this experience. I got my national coaching license and I started a, a, a company called Player Complete and it was for coaching kids. And at that time, it was just a lot of dad and mom coaches that I would come in and show them how to do it. So it blew up. Um, I was in very high demand. For seven years, I did that seven days a week. I was on my feet constantly. And I met some kind of influential uh, real estate developers in Tucson that I was coaching their kids, very competitive guys that wanted their kids to win state and that sort of thing. And I ended up kind of scaling back everything else I was doing to be able to give them more time. But the deal was that I was going to be able to bring them real estate deals because I saw what they were doing. And I, you know, I was pretty much working hourly with the academy. You know, I, I, I knew I had reached kind of a, a ceiling and what I could make. And, 
you know, I was upwardly mobile and wanted to do something different. And, um, and, and I did, I parlayed, I would just one year I quit and parlayed uh, into starting to do real estate deals. And then it just more from there, I was uh, doing little land deals and putting manufactured homes on lots. And I, I followed deals from Tucson up to Phoenix and we started building homes in the North Valley uh, up by what is now Tremonto um, and built a bunch of homes up there. And I've got into some commercial development. Um, it led me into just, just chasing deals leads you to where, you know, the best product and the best opportunity is and built apartments. And uh, so, yeah, and I, I was the guy always making the deal. It was A to Z. I called it from dirt to dollars. Like if you're an investor, I could find a deal for you. It could be a piece of dirt or an old building. And I'm going to go in and not only strategize the whole finances behind it, I'm going to bring it out of the ground. I'm going to run the construction site and I'm going to deliver you a profitable project. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, it's kind of this uh, can-do kind of thing. And um, there's a lot of that type of artistic uh, ability. And uh, my dad's um, was an aircraft mechanic forever. So we kind of have that, you know, ability to get in and get things done. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And, and right now it's, you know, I think the best ideas come from a need in the marketplace and the need I see in this marketplace. And a lot of people just don't know it. They don't sellers of homes and buyers don't know what they're going to run into until it's almost too late and they're in a transaction and they, um, they realize they should have done it differently with this whole inspection period and home repair kind of thing. And, um, it's, it's happened so many times recently where people, I meet people randomly, you know, at a social event or something. And, you know, somebody tells me, oh, we moved into town, we bought a house sight unseen. And, you know, the, our realtor told us that, oh, these extra things that the inspector was pointing out were no big deal, it was going to cost $1,500. And who got left holding the bag? You know, the, their first two weeks in the home, a big rainstorm hit and the paint peeled off the walls. And now here they are trying to sue the flipper and the, um, you know, he, he was flipping homes without a general contracting license and, um, and the realtor, they're chasing down the realtor broker and it's just, it's too little too late. Um, you know, they should have done it right the first time. So there's this need out there that I would really like to help people with. And I, I, I just see that as an opportunity for me to get in and use both my licenses in a unique way to, to help solve the problem. Yeah. And really the problem I feel like it's solving is having that peace of mind that after you buy your home, you can actually enjoy your home instead of two weeks later, paint peeling off the walls and you're upset. So you feel like you're the one that can come in and actually provide that level of service so that people have that experience. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I have a client right now that, and he's a, he's a pretty savvy young guy. Uh, he's worked on homes before he's a computer programmer, but he told me, he says, you know, Matt, I just don't want problems. And I know, you know, we're looking in the central Scottsdale area where most of the stuff is old and it's, it's a remodeled home and it might have old piping. And there's, there's a lot of stuff behind the walls, structural, um, roofing, you know, HVACs are old, the heating and cooling's old. Um, so yeah, you want to be able to get in there and you know, when somebody buys something through me, I want to feel good that for a decade down the road, they're going to feel like they bought a good property and all this, you know, this list of criteria that I have, these eight criteria that we talked about earlier, you know, that they're going to really see the value in that and all those things. And we picked a good home and, uh, you know, the price is going to, you know, your basis in your property, you know, your investment value is critically important, but it's also important to love where you live and feel like, you know, you want to stay there. Um, so, yeah.
Yeah, I totally get that. It's definitely an experience when you buy a home. I've, I've bought several, and I love what you said earlier about like buying that, that experience. And there is something that you actually get out of it. Like there's an actual thing that you're actually buying. And I think one of the things we do, like I know when I first bought my first home, I'm like, well, this is it. This is my last home. Um, and I chuckle because it, there's so much that goes into it. It's like buying a car. You know, like there's going to be maintenance. And we forget about those things. So is there any advice that you can give when someone's going into the market that can really benefit when they're looking at their future home, their future experience there? Like, are there certain things that you should be watching out for? Well, uh, again, it's going to go back to these things that we talked about. I mean, for one, when you walk into a, I'm a builder. At heart, I'm a builder and I'm a designer. Um, and I've built some things that I would consider very beautiful spaces. And I, I feel that architecture evokes emotion. I, I feel like when you're in a really well put together place, whether it be for an era or for a style, you're going to change people's emotions when they walk in there. And so when you walk into a place, you want to feel good about it. You want to go with your gut and how you feel about that property. Um, now, again, this is going to come down to price points. And, um, you know, some people might want to go in and see the bones of a place and see that it's in a good neighborhood and it's got a good lot of orientation and the, the floor plan works. And they're going to want to do some stuff on their own to change it. Maybe they're getting a slightly better price. So, yeah, somebody who's looking to spend 250 or 450 or whatever their price point is, you know, a million five, um, they are going to be kind of stuck with the price that of what they can afford. But, um, you know, that, that same $450,000 house in a given neighborhood that's unremodeled might cost 525 if it's remodeled. And so, you know, it's, that's going to be kind of an apples to apples thing with, with searching. But like I said, the things that go quickly for the most money within a given market are the newly modernized remodels and and it's that house that's not on a busy road busy roads big i mean we can we can talk about busy roads but i always try to steer people away from being up against or backing to a busy road um, what if it's a great deal well it is relative like if you want to get into a five hundred thousand dollar neighborhood i mean it can be like in my opinion like a thirty thousand dollar ding on the value of that house if you're backing on hayden you know and you're hearing the cars every day going, you go out in your backyard and you're whizzing cars going by. And yeah, I, okay, you really want to be in that neighborhood and you can get, get in for 450 where everybody else is setting at, you know, close to 500. Okay. It's, but again, it's the quality of life you're going to have. And that's where you live every day. And uh, it's going to be harder to sell. You got to You got to know you're taking a ding on a, on a house on a busy road. So do a lot of people consider their future when they're buying a house when they work with you like is it something that you can actually look at okay are you going to be here 10 years five years are you flipping it are you you know like what's the end goal for people is that something that well, most people it, go in it, it varies for sure it varies for sure what stage are they in with their family work yeah there's there's every um it runs the gamut but yeah i i really try to understand that and where they're where they're at with it and what they want to do and advise them where we are in the market um and and what they should uh, consider. Um, I, I've always looked at this line called the long-term medium price of, of homes uh, adjusted for inflation and where we are relative to that line. And we're, we're above that line now. You know, we're, we're in, a, in a high part of the market. I don't feel like we're in a full, big, juicy bubble like we were back in 07, 08. Um, 
and I think there is still a lot of legs. I think there's a lot of have-nots in this marketplace. Uh, there's areas like Arcadia and Scottsdale that, you know, in, in these key areas, you know, um, Ocotillo area of Chandler, you know, I could go on and on, but there's these pockets, but there's still a lot of have-nots out there, people who haven't even recovered all their value. And so it's interesting what's going to happen in the marketplace over the next year. I mean, I think a lot of people feel like the stock market's really high. There's a lot of issues with uh, Europe, um, trade war with China. There's a lot of things that could happen. But I think that whatever happens, if there's a correction in a year, um, within the next year, I still think that we have room to grow in this market because there, there's still uh, a lot of people that feel that they should have more value in their home. And, and public perception does mean something. People that are out there spending in the marketplace and shopping and making improvements on their home and remodeling their houses, that, that does affect the real estate market as well. So um, yeah, I always have those conversations with clients based on, on where they sit. And you mentioned earlier, people can reach out to you. What is the best way to do that if they have questions or if they're just curious to, you know, just sit with you for a cup of coffee? Well, I'm, I'm very available. Um, I'm, I'm a talker, as you probably noticed, and people can call me directly uh, on my cell phone or send me a text. They can go to my website if they really are, are readers who want to just read. My website is very thorough. It's, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of hyperlinks on that are colorized hyperlinks that will take you to our, you know, so that's my fixitlistedsold.com uh, site. It even starts with a video of me talking uh, about the service and then you can enter the site and read all about my experience, what I do, different things, um, even stuff about the marketplace. Um, and, but then call me, call me and we can set up an appointment. I'll come look at your house and give you my advice for, uh, I would run comps before I did that. Uh, and on, there are different, there are some, um, um, classifications or I guess restrictions or different tiers of what I will do based on home values. But um, I will even provide uh, in some cases, I will pay for an inspection up front on your house because there's things I'm not going to see. I don't I won't know exactly what condition your water heater's in and your HVAC units like are they holding compression and all that. I will have our inspector come out and do a preemptive inspection so that we can really know the things we should fix. Um, so yeah, I'll come out and do a free consultation and if, um, they like what they hear and, you know, otherwise it's just free advice, you know? So when you say your services are free, general contracting services mm -hmm. are free, mm -hmm. if someone were to actually have that service, um, what kind of money are they saving? By well, so there's, you? there's licensed general contractors, um, that that's what they do. If you're going to remodel your house, you know, and you're, you're not real savvy on how to do it. You're, if you're smart, you're going to hire a general contractor, uh, who's going to give you one price on everything. And what they're doing is they're compiling all the bids they get, mm -hmm. and then they add a fee to it. They add, and it's, I, it can definitely be 20%. You don't, you're not really privy to that. You're mm -hmm. just going to get a bid for the whole project from the general contractor and he's responsible for delivering. But yeah, it can, you're, you're saving, I mean, on a, $50,000 remodel, you know, you could be saving 10 grand. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, but that's, that's kind of subjective too. I mean, there's busy general contractors that could charge more and guys that are really hungry. But that's the whole thing. Like you got to know who you're hiring. You get in with a bad general contractor and I know he's got horror stories about home repairs and things that went wrong and 
lawsuits and reports to the ROC and the um, you know Registrar of Contractors and the Department of Real Estate. I mean, you you want to get off on a good foot and hire the right people. But yes, it's it's a definitely a two for one service. They're getting free general contracting that they would pay cash money for. And uh, I'm just trying to get out to everybody that I know that has even forgotten that I do this and, and try to avoid these phone calls where friends of mine from high school would call me and say, hey, you know, we just sold our house and bought another one. And now will you help me with the remodel? And I'm like, I would have done it for free if you had hired me. You know, that was plenty of money and commission for me to come and help you for free. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't call you. So I'm just my mission right now is just to get the word out to people and, and let them know that. It, it costs you nothing to have me out and we can talk and you can, you know, you want to get a feel for the people you're going to be working with and the people that are going to be inside your home day in, day out doing mm -hmm. this stuff. Yeah. It's funny. Now they know. Are they, <laughs> now they know. Are they still friends? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I'm not going to mention his name. He knows who he is. He's probably but. listening right now. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's really my fault for not being that guy that sends the email every month saying, don't forget about me. You know, call every other week. Don't, <laughs> don't blow this. Don't blow this. You know, your wife will never forgive you for it. It's funny because it's like, it, I mean, we talked about marketing, I think, ever since we've met. Like, there's always that conversation because I think you, you get that world. Like, there's a marketing brain in there for you. Like, mm -hmm. you get how it is that it comes out. And there's always that pushy, you know, mm -hmm. person or the person mm -hmm. that can't stop talking about their business, probably mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And it's it's interesting because I think today's world, you're you almost have to. Like there's this, you know, like nothing about Christina doesn't say hair. Like to mm -hmm. me, I'm like, of course I want to work with her. Like mm -hmm. she loves hair. She talks about it. She's got this contagious way about her that's just but that's just the new world that we're living in like this is the new way of marketing where it's like you wear you know like we were talking about our shirts like i'm probably not going to take my shirt off once i have my shirt <laughs> like i will always be wearing a sip and listen shirt but like when you love what you do and it's part of your daily like it just makes it easy and there's so many tools these days that just complement what we have going on so i know like you live this life that's very like out loud and there's that piece of it that misses out because people don't know about that. So I'm like, I commend you for being on the show, for letting it out, for, for just being someone that's standing for people to really make the best choices in life and that you're supporting that. So that's great, Matt. Mm -hmm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so heartfelt. <laughs> You know me. <laughs> he's like, he's like uncomfortable with it. He's like, oh uh, yeah, okay. It's a Next check topic. show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we cry on the show. Yeah, you know, I mean. I'll, I think Matt I'll, is right now. I'll, I'll, I'm crying now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I love to talk mountain biking and, um, you know, snowboarding and backpacking and travel and geopolitical things and health and nutrition. And sometimes I just don't push the real estate stuff on people. And I, I, you know, I call it being that guy, you know, all the marketing stuff that you're supposed to be doing now, all the face and I've been doing Facebook ads and all that kind of thing. And, um, but you know, obviously somebody brings it up to me, you know, I'll, we have a long conversation about it, but yeah, it's, it's more about just letting people know, reminding them, Hey, you know, this is what I can do for you. But again, as you can see that, you know, and in our marketing world, you got to get stuff to, the point across to people, you know, on a Facebook ad in one sentence, so you got to grab them and get them to click the learn more button. But what I'm offering is it's a little bit, it's slightly complicated because people don't even know what general contracting is. So I kind of word it as home fix up and repair services rather than general contracting. And um, 
you know, and people don't even really realize they need this. You know, they don't, there's like, oh, I'll just put my home for sale and sell it. They don't know that all this stuff's coming down the pike at them after with the inspection period mm-hmm. uh, and the buyer's inspection report. So, yeah, it's, it's almost like I'm trying to educate people at the same time that you're going to need this, you know. Uh, and some people have the experience in selling homes uh, and buying homes and they, they do get it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's about that, too, letting people understand they're, they're going to they're gonna need this. It's the education that goes along with it. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. It's so important because, like, for me, I'm actually, like, possibly buying my condo in the next, like, nine months. Mm-hmm. And I just know nothing about this stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. dated someone who flipped houses. Mm-hmm. And I just saw all the nightmares of the contractors, mm-hmm. the ones who don't show up, the ones who steal things. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow, I would never want to be part of that. So no, I'm learning so much it, from what you're sharing. I mean, I, I've done it all, really. And the way I brought deals the value I've added for my investors um, and you know, and I'm still in that world where I'll do deals with investors. It's all market driven, you know, where, where are the best opportunities right now in the marketplace? Um, but being able to get into a project and pull it out of the ground from a construction s- standpoint is usually that's the value add, you know, right now, the only way you can really add value to places is by getting in there and doing remodels and doing construction and uh, the construction side of this business is the most difficult. It is the most stressful. It is the most risky. And um, good people on the ground and a construction supervisor, somebody not only that's just going to get in there and know how to manage the workers, but knowing the numbers behind it is really what's key. And um, that's at the core what I'm really good at, I think. And But I'm kind of bringing that now into people's residential homes and helping them with just maximizing the, the value on, on what they're trying to buy or sell. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. Hopefully the next time we can actually cover more about the health side because I know that's a big thing for you. <laughs> and I mean, we've had some conversations. You can definitely get into that subject really well. Yeah. And also invite, you know, your broker because I know we talked about possibly having him on the show. So sure. we look forward to that. So sure. definitely look for a part two to today's show. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Grab the rock to your right. You're almost there. (sighs) Peter, Susan, been waiting on the next level for you. What took you so long? Oh, hi. Oh, you again. It's time to take this life of yours to the next level. Join me for the brand new Next Level Air podcast, coming this Friday, April 5th, right here at 4 p.m. The five gents from Next Level are doing what they do best, leveling up. Here, Susan, let me give you a hand. Oh, My. Hey, what about me? Okay, Susanna, it's time to take this to the next level. So let's level up. Pete, see you on the other side. I'm so ready for the next level. Next Level Air Podcast, coming this Friday, April 5th at 4 p.m. Join the five gents and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane, on the next level.